honestly, if somebody wants to get the string pulled, please go and have a look at Lockhill. It won't be as busy, and there's some massive fishing. Lockleen is is cracking as well, but if you haven't fished Lockhill for them trip lights, I would go and do it. Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. September 30th might be the end of the season for most of our locks and rivers around the country, but don't forget there's another two weeks before it closes on Coran and the Midland Lakes. And so for this week's episode, we're joined by well-known angler Dennis Goulding for his tips and advice on where to fish if you are looking to extend your season into October. Plus, he gives us a report on how Ireland fared at the recent home international on the Lake of Monteith in Scotland. And Tom, will you be looking to fish on into October yourself? Oh, yeah, I will. I will, Dara. Uh, I actually look forward to it. Um, some years I would get more days than others. A lot, but it's dependent on the, the weather we're going to get. But I, I do, and I also enjoy it because I get to fish myself because I'm yeah. guiding for most of September. Um, so, yeah, I do uh, make the journey. I get to most of the Midland Lakes. Uh, it's about two hour, two and a half hour journey for me. So, yeah, I will, but it'll all be weather dependent for them. Definitely, definitely get up to it. It's well worth it. I didn't realise it was such a big thing, actually, because, like, Dennis is saying, and there's some great advice, actually, from Dennis on this, because I wasn't really aware of, you know, the lakes that were there, and that he was saying, like, pretty much don't go at weekends now, because there's such a crowd there, like, that he says, if you can get out during the week, um, it's fantastic fishing. But it's almost like a, not a second Mayfly, but a, an end-of-season festival, almost. Yeah, well, like... It's- we said it there like the, the 12 days of Christmas and it's <laughs> like getting your shopping done before Christmas because, you know, if let's say Christmas Day is the 13th of October, then the 12th is Christmas Eve and you can't go shopping after Christmas Eve. So, yeah, you got to get it by then. And like um, a lot of people who would just only fish the Western Lakes or the other lakes that end at the 30th would use the opportunity to go and fish the lakes that are open till the 12th. Um, mm. And you know, and he goes through. He does it very well. The, the, there are a number of them there in the uh, um, in that area, but there's probably four that come to mind. And fair play to him. He goes through them all and and gives you a, gives you a good handle on what to expect in each one and what you be doing on each one. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. There's a lot of good advice um, in there, and also I suppose it's it's worth adding as well. I know this episode focuses on kind of the Midland Lakes. Um, Quran is open till the twelfth as well. Um, so if people are, you know, fancy a bit of sea trout down that way, down Kerryway, Coran is open as well. I've often gone down myself just to kind of wet a line in the last kind of few days. Of yeah, you season. have, haven't you? You were saying that to me there the other day. You quite often would nip down. And the weather switches. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah, experience yeah. of it. <laughs> but yeah. like, having said that, actually just recently this week, I know it's been kind of windy and rainy, but it's been 18 degrees. Like it's been, you don't mind being out in the rain when it's warm like that. Yeah, you don't. And. Really, it has been. However, there's a storm coming. Don't, there, there is. I'm just looking at it here for the, the um, I think this week, the end of this week, you're talking 12, 13 degrees. Oh, is it? It's going to drop. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Back to so, um, normal yeah. service resumes. Back, back, back to normal service. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, we might as well enjoy it while we can. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, look, let's get back to this week's guest. Um, and don't forget as well to listen out for our fulling meal competition later in the show. And I first asked Dennis about where he likes to fish at the back end of the season. Yeah, um, I try and get out the last couple of weeks. It can be really good fishing on the likes of Lean, Sheelan, Lul, Enel. Enel has a great hatch of olives at the end of the year. It can be excellent dry fly fishing. Whereas Ul would be more fry bashing. Um, they're trip lights. They're just like rainbows, but they're browns. Um, they feed heavily on the fry. 
and it's probably the best time of the year to get a big, big, big fish off of. And what size are you talking? Anything that can, like I've heard the reports of fish up to double figures. They're brown trout. Like, they're stocked fish. They're triplides, but into double figures. Whereas the likes of Lane, um, we would be fishing dries and some fry right to the end. It depends on what, what you want to do. You have a choice. Um, Lock Sheelan can be on and off. It can be pulling out deep. It can be in tight, pulling fry patterns. But the wild eggs, the fish tend to be get ready to spawn probably the first, the last week in August. And you see them pitch everywhere. In the Midlands, they start pitching. But when, if you can get over them correctly and they're in the mood, they will take you. But if I was going for a big fish, I would go to, I would go to Ull. Like as we've discussed, the four main lakes really that that are open, that are you know that are worth going to, and you'd actually pick Ull for for size if you were going for, for a big size yeah. for for a big fish. Now you will like the average. See, Sheelan is probably the buzzers and the mayfly, and then the big fish are gone. You don't really see see the seven, eights, nines that you might catch during the Mayfly. Um, whereas Ull, yeah, they're at the heaviest weights at the end of the year. They're just, um, on Ull, they just feed on fry, sticklebacks, yeah. full of them. Lochlean, it's dries. Um, very hard to get a really big fish, uh, except in buzzer time. On on lean. Now, now you're talking seven, eight pound, like sort of class of fish, which is a big, big fish out that lake. Mm. We've all hooked big fish on the butt. Like, I mean, honestly, seven, eight pound is probably you're pushing once you go over that. Yeah, it seems to be. I, I, I'd agree with you totally there. I'd agree with you totally there. But the nice thing about that, and probably the one that I had the most experience with on call it the 12 days 12 days of christmas or whatever you want to call it 12 the 12 days of christmas but um i have fished lean quite a bit and i have to say it does give you a chance to fish dry flies always um i will fish dries from start season right to the Mm. end yeah and and you know you know me i i I love i love being able to know but dries is just outstanding on that lake whereas ool it used to be the same when you had the dip light trout in it now they have triplight trout and they do not come to the top. They just don't. They just pack they just they're, they're eating machines. They're they're amazing fish. Like they're they could be sixteen inches long and they could weigh two and a half pounds like. But like these are the fish that the boys in the UK rave about. You know, Grafham Chew, Rutland, yeah, all these yeah. massive, beautiful brown trout. They're stockies. Mm. They're they're triplights. They're what we have in Ill and we like we don't have that respect for them, but we should do. They're huge fish. They're mm. massive. Like you go out there and dries during the olives, you don't know what you're gonna hook. Do you think Dennis is a certain snobbery to that kind of because they're stockies? There is. There always has been. Like I mean, I'm a stocky basher. Everyone knows that. I I've, I've no. No, Dennis, shame. Dennis, 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 Dennis. Please, please tell us the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love yeah. my wild trout fishing, and, and Tom, you know, I do an awful lot of wild yeah. trout fishing. Yeah, but but I like to fish for fish. Do you know, I don't like going out on lakes and spending the day hoping to rise one or two fish. I want to catch fish. 
So the easiest way to learn how to catch fish is fishing with stockies because they're more plentiful. And like, there's not much difference between a fish, a stocked fish and a wild fish taking an olive, a buzzer. They mm. all feed the same way. Well, yeah, I, I, I will hopefully be out with my dad, Sean, um, on the before before it closes to look for a big one. Do they get busy those last few weeks? Like, do people kind of migrate from where it's closed on the 30th to go, right, I'll move here now? It's like Christmas shopping for the <laughs> lads down the country. They come straight up to the big smoke. I swear to God, you won't see them from one end of the year to the other, and then they just they just come. Tom Doc, take about. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's great to see them coming back, but it's every year it's like I mean, Ool and Doc Green. Yeah, you won't you won't get space on it. Well, it's great. Like everyone's there. It's it's great fun. You meet everybody at the end yeah. of the year. Mm. It, it's it's an annual outing. Like you know that, Tom. Like I mean, we have the fundraiser there and the ITF fundraiser. Um, and everyone comes from the, the four provinces of Ireland to come and just have the crack. But you have, you have, it's probably one of the only lakes that you will get proper dry fly fishing that time of the year. Like you did mention Enel there, but Enel having dry fly fishing is conditional on good olive hatches, which you can yeah. get. Mm-hmm. Now, funny enough, I have fished Enel in October, and um, the time I was on it, did see olives, but it wasn't a great hatch. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. You can get good hatches on it. It's areas. It's areas. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's literally you, you could you could be fifty yards away from a little bay, you know yourself. And the fish yeah. would be going mental in it. With only a few fly going out. It doesn't take very much to bring the fish up this time of the year. Mm. If they're not in the spawning mode. Like they do on shielding and like I mean, you go up to Lilliput um on Eno and you'll see maybe a hundred fish jumping a day. You won't catch them fish. It's very rare you get. Won't stop you trying, Dennis. No, 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 no. We, we, we will keep going at them. Like, I mean, I'd rather go away from fish like that and try and find some fish that aren't going to be running. Like, it, it's amazing to see the heads of fish on Sheelan and Enno this time of the year. They're everywhere. You swear there wasn't a fish in it. And all of a sudden they come up. But yeah, um, dries, it would be, it would be lean. Um and maybe Enel, but oh, you have a chance of a big, big. Now I don't like fishing snakes on them legs, but the boys do, and they catch big fish on it, the humongouses, stuff like that. I'd rather fish a pair of boobies. Oh, you're sorry, you're a traditionalist. <laughs> do you not like fishing the snakes? No, that's been a man. <laughs> I can do uh, it as, as, as good as the rest. It's not snobbery or anything. It's just <laughs> no, 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 no. Ah, uh, chucking out oh, a snake and old Roly Poly oh, and the whole thing stops. Come on, Dennis. Oh, yeah, whack. Yeah, great fun. But do you not remember the chapter on snakes and a man may fish? No, Jesus, no. <laughs> it's very popular in Carib, I believe, Tom. Oh yeah, well they well they have no morals, them. <laughs> You'd actually pop, do a bit of popping the booby back. Yeah, you, you can use the um, um, the boobies. Like the boobies I use there, Fario, um, the, you know, sparkler stuff like that. Sparkler ones, yeah. And then they have the popper fry as well. Yeah. I mean, full and will have them as well. I I just use Fario. Um, that they will come up and take. It's amazing to see a big fish, four and five pound weight, come up and swallow a fry. 
It's one. It's like swallowing a mayfly. It's the same thing to me. You're imitating what's going on. People go, what are you using that three-inch thing for? My God, do they like them. And actually, I'm with you totally, because the takes in them can be absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. They just sip them like a dry fly, or they will absolutely crush it. it every fish is different, and, and the excitement bringing, like, I, I've seen fish in that lake, in Lane, like, I've, I've hooked two doubles, and I know what a double-figure fish is. Mm. I've seen fish eight and nine pounds come to me in the competition and just torn away the last thing. Mm. They keep coming and nudging it with their nose, but not actually taking it. Ma- massive big fish. I was going to say, Tom, what's your um, take on um, fishing the snakes? No problem. <laughs> oh, okay. <All> right. <laughs> no problem. There you I go. have no problem. Seriously, yeah. If it, it, I don't fish them down much down here. Do you know why I don't fish them much down here? They don't really work here. Humongous on the other side does work. Right? What about minkies? Oh, I wouldn't be without them. Yeah, you see, we, we don't do much of that up here because we're mm. we fish competitions where we have to go. Yeah, by. You see, yeah, but the, like on the on the ITFFA rules, you know, yeah. there's yeah. So, no, so we actually do not do not like um, how would you say fish them that much at all? Like just the open yeah. competitions, you can work away, but I don't know. I, I try and catch them on while they can fish. Yeah, well, I see, like, if you're constrained by competition rules, like, let's say if you're going to fish comp and it's on yeah. at the end of the week, it's no point doing a day's two practice chucking out um, a 10-centimeter snake mm. when you have to have a size 10 fly out on the match. So you've got to find what's working for you if you're going fishing yeah. a comp. Yeah. yeah. Like on the small wars, I, I have I have a box full of them. Now, yeah. I, I, I will use them last resorts, but I'd rather get them different ways. But like mm. some days you just have to fish them. Mm. Like in the middle of winter, just tweaking something that lent a fish will stick onto it. Whereas um like, like the last you've only got two weeks at the end of the year. You want to make the most of it. Yeah. You know, and fish something you want to fish. Um dry set like you know yourself, Lane, is it's either gonna be one of three things. One or the other. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna be black smut, it's gonna be little sedges. Daddy's nearly gone, the snails are nearly gone, and it's gonna be fried then. Yeah. But, but but you know, you, you can you can hear that pot of fish reading no fry out there and there. They, and they're they're on the fun. Oh yeah, but mm. they're they're fully finned torpedoes. Oh sure. The, the, seriously, I mean the scrap you'll get out of them is fantastic. Re- it really is. Like as I said, of all the lakes, when I, I fished all of them in October. Um mm. lean I would have fished a lot, and it really is it, I mean, the quality of the fish at that stage, the quality of the fish generally in the lake anyway, but the quality of the yeah. fish in October is phenomenal. It's amazing, yeah. Well, you should go down to Ull. It's overlooked. Can I ask you actually, lads, because I'm completely ignorant of okay. the lake, so maybe, and I'm hoping there's other people are ignorant too, not just me, um, but maybe just give it like a, a very kind of quick synopsis overview. Where's the lake, size of it, you know, just, mm. you know, a kind of a, a, a dummy's guide to it, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have um, Collinstown. We have Loch Lean. Um, it, it's I don't know how many acres it is. It, it's quite a big lake. Now, the three lakes in particular we're talking about are probably around the same size: Ennel, Ool, and Lean. Now, Sheelan could be a little bit bigger, but that's more of a bowl and it's deeper. Um, Ennel will be the shallowest lake. It has a deep middle, and then it has lots of rock around it. Now, that is Ennel. Is a wild trout fishery, so 
bow would be about the same size, but it's a little bit deeper with one island, two little islands on it. Um, you'd be fishing um, on all around the edges, really, or there's little marks, stony marks. There's one called the tired, another one called the kettle. Um, and then you have ladies' island, you'd be fishing off the shelves into the deeper water. And then you have a line coming from the graveyard. Um, and that is, there's a big line coming up the lake. It's a shallow mark and just off that. Now, they are predominantly triploid browns with some wild trout in between. Now, I haven't caught a wild trout off that in years. Could you explain triploid browns to any mm. listeners who might know? So, so they've no, um, they've no, uh, say, yeah, they've no sex. They're not boys and girls, they're just one. They've, they've lost one chromosome. So they be like, they, um, they're treated, the eggs are treated so they're that way. So they're all there, anything they eat goes straight into food. So they pack it into muscle. Everything, it doesn't go into making eggs or sperm or whatever, it goes straight and they just, Double the weight. I would say a local fish with the feeding on that lake would go, would be hitting three pounds by the end of the year. So I'd say it's nearly tripled its weight. And the following year, easy five pounds. Like the, the size on they're just getting bigger and bigger. And like we're not allowed to have rainbows in that lake because there's a crayfish in the lake that the rainbows would eat. You want to feel the bellies and line brownies. They're full of crayfish. You think the brownies are eating them too? Oh, you can feel it in the bellies. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sure, they're the same fish. They're a triplite. Yeah. Mm. So so that, that's that's what the triplite, like they 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 don't breed and therefore they're safe to put in the fisheries with rivers going out of them. Yeah. That's the main reason that, and they grow much faster. Like mm. in England, you will not get fisheries putting in diploid trout. They're nearly yeah. all triploid. Yeah, I yeah, think so, uh, stocking fisheries with diploids is a thing of the past. Now. Oh, it is. Like, uh, they don't really survive that well. Mm. Um, yeah, so if you were going down to Enel, you'd be fishing around the edges, dries. But Dennis, I mean, of all the lakes, probably, uh, well, uh, Enel probably is your chance, if there are, is hatches of olives, you can fish traditional wets. Of course. Yeah, of course. Like the local anglers, there fish wets, yeah, like yeah. traditional wets, and the same with Sheila. Yeah, they will be the two lakes. If you want to fish traditional wet flies and have a bit of fun, I would go with Sheila and then at the end of the year. Right. But you can also do that on, on, um, on ill. You know, and they will come up. Like I mean, they are in the top four feet of water because they seem to be herding the fry or the. Sticklebacks into shallow water this time of year, and you can see them busting them. It's it's a sight to behold when they actually do go on them correctly. Like, well, yeah, you, you could wet fly fish as well. Like, I mean, it's not all about pulling minkies, dries, fishing dries, or whatever. You could fish wet flies on the three of those lakes, but on luckily, no. Yeah, like there is certain individuals that do it, but you won't get bags of fish. No. Dennis, is it boat and bank fishing from those lakes, or it's, it's all boat fishing? Oh, it's all boat. There's no nothing from yeah, the shore. Um, you, you, no, you can fish Loch Lean from the shore. You can fish Loch Ill from the shore, and you can fish. You, you can, but nobody does it. Yeah, I will. I will fish Loch Lean at the start of the year for buzzer fishing. 
from the shore and we get great bags of fish. Well, we can. If the weather suits, it, it's good fishing. But no, it's all from drifting boats. Now, most most of the lakes, you can hire boats. Lockbean, you can buy a day ticket. Um, you also will need your original fishery permit to fish Ool, Sheelan, and, and mm. Yeah, but on Lockbean, you don't because it's in the Leinster. It's in, yeah, it's not in the Shannon catchment area. No, 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 it's not, no. Yeah. So you just pay your day ticket to Tommy on the club and away you go. But, which is very cheap, 15 quid per day's fishing. So it's, it's not bad at all. It's, it's nothing. And there's guides available as well if people are interested, I presume. Yeah, there, there's always guides available. There's always people there to take your money, I'm, I'm sure of it. Right, Tom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> A fair exchange is no robbery, Dennis. Yeah. Don't you know no, that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll tell you something. If I was going down to Mascot Crab, I'd love to have you sitting in the boat showing me where to go. Tell you well, that for nothing. We've had one day already. We might have another day again sometime. We had a day. Do you remember the day for the practice for the Home International? Yeah. Yeah, we had a good day. Yeah, we sat and Paddy were in the boat with you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was a great day that day. Yeah, a lovely day. Yeah. I only went through one prop that day before you tell anybody. <laughs> I said I was going to say nothing. <laughs> no, no. Fly down the middle of the lake. Bump. Oh, Boom. I never hit yeah. that before. Yeah. And I'll never hit it again. <laughs> well, no, I'm not sure that's the way. I mean, if you're not if you're not ill fishing and you're not going properly, you're not going to be hitting rocks. Yeah, you true. have to be hitting rocks. Oh, I've hit rocks all over the place. So, like well, like I, last year in Melbourne, like busted, I busted. I nearly busted poor uh, Gary's engine. I'd say. <laughs> well, as another guest on the show always maintained, Joe Crane always said, "I hate to see a clean prop because <laughs> that man is afraid to go in where the fish are." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a separate kind of festival in its own is it like you know the way you have mayfly mayfly and everybody goes up to sheila or carob this end of season is a is a it's a buzz yeah. for people to be heading out like well it's always there for them and now since it's been opened a, a fair few years now they seem to just come and have a group that will come for them a few mm. days. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right. It's the last outing of the year. They can stay in Collintown or they can stay in Mullingar and they can go for drinks and they can have a good meal. It's the last hurrah. I like, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. And the weather is good. Fishing is excellent. Like. Yeah. That is the one drawback is a couple of times you can get a really bad start of October. Mm, and that yeah. really put, does put the kibosh on it. If you do get good weather, it's really really nice and you can have some fantastic fish yeah uh, and especially if you can if you can get off during the week don't go at the weekends yeah do not go at the weekends it's just crammed with people um like as you know i work shift work so i'm lucky enough to get off during the week but i always take a couple of days off just to, to fish a couple of the competitions at the end of the year and there could be 80 people or 100 people in the competition like, like, whereas, you know, in July, you might get 40 out. Mm. And there'll be two or three different competitions going on at one time on the three lakes. Would you try and fish all three, Dennis, before the season ends? Like? I have. I have. Or would you concentrate on where is fishing best and stick to that? No, way? no, no, no. Like, I mean, I know it's a glorious lake. Um, 
the fish are highly prized off it. Now there's a lot of fish in it, but they're very hard to catch. And I love fishing for sentimental reasons. Um, I just love fishing that one. Oh, yeah. When Jack and Paddy were there, I always used to fish the end of it. They used to um, um, rent the boats out to us on the shores of Loch Ull. Paddy, they're they both apart. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a brilliant lake. Um, I fished. There is a competition at the end of the year between Ull. And, and it used to be Derwara, but I don't think they go out in Derwara that much anymore. But um, we have a competition for the two lakes. Lean is different. Um, the last one is probably the Pears, which is on this weekend. And then we have the Fun Bracer after yeah. that one. Yeah. 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 So, unfortunately, I got called into work on Saturday night this week. So, Bastards. not good. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. Not good at all. Maybe you could tell me, I'm always, why... Do certain lakes um, go until the 12th? Traditionally, most of the lakes were open until the 12th, sometimes the 15th. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I fell down a rabbit hole last year trying to research um, a book for a book club. And I got oh, into right. fishery, yeah, a fishery legislation from the 1850s. Wow. And at one stage, a lot of the lakes were open to. I, I listen. I want to do a podcast of this. No, you'd be okay. doing that in your own time. You'd be doing that in your own. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but anyway, down this rabbit hole. Um, at one stage, they opened all the lakes were open till November, sort of thing. No and way. Just get them up again. Yeah, and then and then in the eighteen fifties, they started putting legislation and dates and proper dates into all of them. And I think what you had then around at the turn of the last century, I think it all sort of geared towards, either, I think it was the 12th of October for some reason. So for mm. a while, like Caraba Mask would have been the 12th of October. And actually, Loch Con was the 12th of October up until about 15 years ago. Yeah, that's correct. I, I think it's yeah. even less than that. Yeah, it might even really? be less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, I went down a couple of times. Yeah, and then... it was... Start coming to us because of that. Yeah. So what they did was it was actually probably the Western Free and a lot of other fisheries that pulled it back to the 30th. Why? Uh to protect fish. You've got to remember this was done at a time where there was no such thing as catch and release. And right. also also as well. And this I, I might be wrong on this, but I, I would feel that generally in the Western Lakes, the trout spawn earlier. Like the, I used to live beside the Duty River up here on Carnamona, which is the main spawning river. And once, if if we got a heavy rain in October, fish will be running that river by the middle of October, and they will be spawning by the end of October. Whereas I know in a lot of the Midland lakes, they tend to be that bit later. And also, funnily enough, on the eastern side of Loch Carve, the Cross River and the Black River. They tend to spawn out at the end of November. All right. I would imagine that it was in fisheries where the trout spawned earlier that there was pressure put on because at that time every fish, every fish caught chapped on the head and it was all legal methods and everything. So it was put in to protect spawning fish. Now that's that's just me. I, I can't say that for certain. But yeah, that's your synopsis of the chat. Yeah. 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 No, no, it seems to be seems to be a good, yeah, call. But um, like on Loch Con, I'd say them fish start moving from August, start running. Yeah, August start, September. Yeah, and and they do run. But with the Duty River, I actually saw fish spawning 
in numbers, probably, I think it was the October the 17th one year. I lived, I before I lived in Dures, I lived up in the Crimlin Valley. I lived up there oh, for right. about eight years. And the river just went right by my house. This was right up in the foot of the hills. And um, so I used to be able to watch them all the time. And one year, yeah. it was October the 17th. So if it was the 12th, like fish were actually spawning five days after the season closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, so... I do know some guys that will not fish the wild lakes for um, trout after September. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lads from Ungar will not do it. Like, they mm. just, the rods used to go down. Now, I don't know whether they will come out for the rainbows uh, or the trip lights and all, but um, yeah, yeah they, they used to just put the rods down. Yep. Put them down. So I think that's why, and that's why you have a, a discrepancy throughout it. But, you know, I will get my way and we will have this podcast on oh, uh, 1850 subcommittee in the House of Commons on fisheries legislation. I'm telling <laughs> you, it is riveting. Absolutely riveting. I'm telling you. Jeez, I, th- I thought I was bad with my history obsession, but Jesus, that's the rabbit hole of all rabbit holes now, in fairness, Tom. Like, if that took, was- me two, took me two days to dig myself out. Turn that no, into a YouTube and now I tell you. <laughs> A geek, geeky going there, yeah. Wow! I tell I you, never you know thought I'd hear that from you. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. You see, once you get onto a podcast, all these things suddenly <laughs> come to the surface. I've heard, I've heard yeah. a niche now, but like you know, that's yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's taking it to we've, another level. We have a huge following. Me and my friend. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a fly tire or want to get into fly tying, then this is for you. Ireland on the Fly are partnering with Fulling Mill to give away a box of fly tying materials with free shipping to one lucky listener each week for the next 12 weeks. Known for producing world-class fishing flies, including ranges from the likes of Davy McPhail, Jackie Mahan, Ronan Crane and our very own Tom Dock, Fulling Mill has been perfecting the art of fly tying for decades. And they are now launching their new range of fly tying material, including marabou, bucktail and zonker strips, to dubbings, chenille, yarn and wool. It's a complete offering and each item is processed and packed by hand, ensuring it arrives in perfect condition. With fly tying season around the corner, what are you waiting for? Their products are available online and in-store from your local Fulling Mill dealer, so check it out at fullingmill.co.uk. Be in with the chance of winning the £50 worth of materials. Just answer the following question. Galway man Ronan Crane guides in which country? Email your answer to info at irelandonthefly.com and we'll pick a weekly winner for the next 12 weeks. And congrats to Kieran May, who is this week's winner. We'll be in touch, Kieran, about how to get your hands on the fly tying goodies. Good man, Kieran. For more details on the competition, see the show notes and our posts on Instagram and Facebook at Ireland on the Fly. Dennis, tell us about the recent Home International that you're involved in. Yeah, so um, um, we were toured. Um, what can I say? Uh, Menti didn't fish the way. Oh, the boys were great. Um, captain Parley, trainer, amazing captain. Michael Monaghan, their manager. Again, outstanding job as always. Um, we went over expecting what we what we did in 2019. We won gold in 2019. Um, it was all, you know, static fishing on the bit on dries. Um you know, washed out sort of colours for blobs and we had cormorants and we had, you know, black stuff, not flashy stuff. 
So that was grand, and we were fishing away, and we were getting our fish and the whole that. And the water was dirty, and the ladies' national was on. There was a championship on a week and a half before we went, and some of the names that popped in the top five were fishing that one. And they, some of them only had three fish and four fish. So the lake Which is was unusual dirty. for Monteep. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't happy. The lake wasn't happy. It was a dirty mm. lake and the temperature was very high. The water temperature was very high. So normally if that happens, you go down deep. But the fish just didn't want to have it. So we were getting three and four pound fish on the odd, you know, decent fish. And then they stocked it on the Monday. So the finals on the Friday. And a few more fish got caught. You found them, you got them. And it wasn't very hard to find them, to be honest with you. And the normal stuff worked as per normal. But it just wasn't. You weren't confident to do anything. If it came across them, it came across them. It wasn't a set method. Now, the boys worked really, really hard to try and get it done, but I was beating my man on the match day 4-1. And I killed me first three fish, which you do. Now, them three fish weighed, it was, a, it was the smallest bag of fish I've ever seen in my life. It was £5.3 mm. for three fish off that lake. Like, there was bags in that day, three fish were £9. Yeah, I saw that. Most of them were small. I had eight fish. And I was beaten with ba- by bags of fives and sixes and sevens, no problem. I yeah. had the lowest bag of eight weight. But, like, you take it on the chin, that's great. I always beat my man 4 1, put it this way, right? And this was at, I would say, 12 o'clock. And we were heading to lock in. Now, the competition started at 10. I had a fish within 25 seconds of the start. We literally <laughs> did not pull the engine. We just. Where we were, in, in home bay on the left, a trail to cast, and the boats went twice. And I lifted it just to get it out of the swell, and I did that, and away she went. So I had a fourth fish in about 25 seconds. Madness, grand, blank done. Yeah, grand, lovely. Happy out. So, yeah, we went down anyway. Um, Derek lost a couple of fish. I think he lost three, and I lost one. But I was four one up. I was going... This is working. We went into the bottom of lock end and he got the signals from his Scottish partners. And it was the cormorant, I found out in the end. It was a cormorant, especially a special cormorant. Well, once he put that cormorant on, he wasn't getting tap tap. The rod was just being lifted out of his hand. It was game over. I mean, it was game over. I was getting tap tap. He was getting solid hookups. I like. I mean, it didn't matter what I did. A quarter past twelve. It was six each, and it just after that it just stopped. It just stopped. The fishing just. The rain came and the fish went down. And in the end, he he must have got. I'd say probably five more takes. And I had eight or nine more takes. I even had the triple hookup after that. And I only got one in. It just didn't work out for me. But look, I got beaten 12-8, which which happens. Um, 
it just didn't fit. There was a lot of small stockies in it. And mm-hmm. you were fishing in six to ten inches of water. If your flies weren't in, in the reeds, I got, I think I got three small pike that day. Right. Like, I mean, eight-inch pike that came up and took a booby off the top. It was in close, in the reeds. It's not the fishing you go to Menti. You being a Menti, you don't do that. Yeah, fish, fish are a good few I, times. I, to be honest with you, I think they put in a lot more fish than we know about. Yeah. Well, obviously, if no, it was they, fishing bad, they did. Because they yeah, needed yeah. it. Yeah, I they mean, needed it, the result. But if you look at the overall numbers, I know you're saying thirds. I mean, the Irish team still had 100 fish with 14 rods. Yeah, yeah. Which, so, which, well, which is a decent yeah. return, and only two fish behind the English, who were second. Now, the Scottish, I see, were just on a different level. They don't have 158. 158. Yeah. Right. So, so 158, 104, 172. Now, we should have been second. Like, there was no doubts about that. Like, even between two people, we lost that amount of fish. But what we are catching, what the other teams are catching fish on. We have never caught fish on that stuff on Mentee before. It was pink fabs for the English and Welsh. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't even dream of putting one on. It's just because you, you just don't fish on that lake. Colors do not work on that lake. Come match day. So it just seemed that there was a lot more small stocked fish on the lake. But look, you learn. Just what you're saying to me there. It's with colors working. It sounds like there there were a lot of fresh stockies. Because generally, fresh stockies get attracted to bright colours and quickly enough revert back to the paler stuff and the slower stuff. That's what it was. That's what it was. And, like, I mean, that's fine. That's grand, whatever. But, you know, fresh stockies would go in on Monday and they'd be off the colours by Thursday. They wouldn't be taking them, but they were there and they were taken. Look, it, it was it's a lovely like the hotel we stayed in the King Robert. It was a lovely hotel. Mm. Food was good. Um, you travelled up and down each day in the bus. Yeah, it was a good international. It was just a strange result. Um, yeah, we were hoping to get get you know a gold. I know they're very hard to come across when we go away, but it was there. It was there. But I've been on more experienced teams, and I don't think we would have done any better. Put it that way, because we were we were we were set up wrong, as in mentally set up from previous trips. Yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. What you're talking about, like the tactics that work beforehand, and that you could fall back on. Just yeah, didn't but seem like to work I mean, this time. have you ever been on Mentita and you continuously figure eight all the way back to the boat at half speed? You would if you didn't want to catch anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's like a hammer in the head for me. Going, what? Yeah, if you could nearly push the fly the other way on my teeth, is normally the way. You know, Do you know what I mean. I'm watching this and going, what's going on here? No, mm. watch them on the tours. They do it. Casting, sitting with the engine on the reeds and casting into six, eight inches of water, twenty feet away from you, along the bank, and pulling one after the other. And I'm going, that's that's not right. I suppose they did have to stock it because otherwise it would have been a bad result for the lake. But, you know, the Irish seem to do better when it's harder, and you know that. 
Mm. When there's a lot of stock fish in the lake, we're not used to that number. Well, the kids are now, but we're not. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, that said, still 100 fish on fresh stockies. Um, yeah. Well ahead of whales. You're 30, uh, 30 fish ahead of whales. Um, yeah. And just unfortunate to be two fish behind England. Yeah, yeah. No, we were actually we were four fish behind them. And the, was it four? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. We we had we were ten pound behind them. Now the Scotch team fished out of their skins for for one hundred and fifty eight fish. Um, they really fished really well. You you can't take it away from them. they fished amazingly. They adapted to whatever was going on, and they did the job. And amazing result, like. Um, Ronnie there with 20 fish for 40 pounds, 4.5 ounces. That's a, that's the second one. That, he that won is on throws. Yeah. yeah. He won on throws the year I was like last year. He won it. He won on throws yeah. last year and he won it again. Two on the trot, like Scott Aiken at 20 as well. And, uh, another man and a featured on our, one of our podcasts. Fair play to Darren. Darren McGuire at 19. <laughs> Come on. Top Darren. Irish rod. Yeah. Top Irish rod. Yeah. As I was saying to you, an Irish team to get 100 fish and fresh talkies. You know, it's the right direction, Dennis. Yeah. It, I know it, you it, wanted it. gold, and I know from the last time you were there that Ireland did win gold on it. And I, I do, I'm with you on that. But listen, before you go, Dennis, um, now you've been on the show before. We asked you I the have. most memorable fish. But what we would like to ask you, what has been your most memorable fish of 2023 on the fly? That's an easy one. Oh, good. It's an easy one. It was um, Son Luck Feeling, the place I um, call my home for about eight, nine days a year. And flat cam, bright sunshine, not a boat out. You know, John Mulvaney came out. John John was out in the bay. I went down one side of him and I had two fish over seven. I went down the other side of him and I had a six and an eight. And then after about an hour, I just got this little tap. I just pulled nice and easy into him. Fish took off and then just went out into the deep water and stopped. Took me five or six minutes to get him to the boat. And just as it was like just a gold bar coming up out of the water. Went around the boat, just kept him nice, broad doubled and let him go around the boat and just lifted him up, put the net on the him. Pull them on the uh, measuring stick um, and then weigh them. Nine pound four. Yeah. Beautiful Ooh. golden fish. It was one of the real golden fish from Sheelan. That was the only nine pounder this year, but it was a beautiful fish. And I'm not saying it was my only nine pounder. A nine pounder is something that we all dream of. Mm. I've been lucky to get a couple recently. So... It was a ma- it was a magic fish. I, I it was just a color, and you know, and he went back as easy as he came to the boat. You know what I mean? He was fine going back, and there was no bullshit, and just no. I it's really wet. enjoyed that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one, and and mm-hmm. being flat calm and bright sunshine and well yeah, done, well out. done. It sounds like it was plenty of memories from the season for you, Dennis. Yeah. You know, between oh, this year's been a bit of a weird one, yeah. Ups and downs all the way. Um, I've had a good run in this year. Um, an international with the kids, an inter- gold medal, and then won away in Scotland, toured on Lock Con, 
and a few other bits and bobs. Yeah, it's still not over yet. You have a few weeks to go. You can venture north of the border after a few dollars, yeah. which is something that um, I've been doing a bit of. Well, that'll there be a pod- that's a podcast. We'll have to do a podcast on that. You have the till the end of October for them. Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be going from one to the other and then back to the stock breaks then. <laughs> Right. You, you are you. right. You have a soft man. Well, why not? Like, I mean, if you can do yeah. it, do it. Whoever's listening, there you go. Follow Dennis's lead. <laughs> There's no stopping you now. 30th of September is just an imaginary line in the sand. Yeah, honestly, if somebody wants to get the string pulled, please go and have a look at Lockhill. It won't be as busy, and there's some massive fishing. Lockleen is, is cracking as well, but. If you haven't fished Loch for them trip lights, I would go and do it. Hopefully we might hear a few stories from people who did get out. Um, Dennis Skilding, thanks a million for joining us again. And um, tight lines for, I was going to say the next few weeks, but actually it could be lot, lot, next few months. <laughs> actually, it's just just blends into one life for you, isn't it? <laughs> Until I see you next time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks very much, Thanks, Tom. Our thanks to Dennis Goulding for joining us on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and follow the Ireland on the Fly podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Plus you can keep up to date on IrelandOnTheFly.com as well as on Instagram and myself and Tom will be back with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland.